It's an inyon. If two strangers even walk by each other in the street, and their clothes accidentally brush, because it means there must have been something between them in their past lives. If two people get married, they say it's because there have been 8,000 layers of inyon over 8,000 lifetimes. Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, join the discussion at The Rank Podcast on Twitter or X, Threads, Instagram, and TikTok on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com or at our email address, uh, therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. That's patreon.com slash The Rank Podcast. And you can check out clips or full episodes on our YouTube channel, The Rank with John and Zach. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. I mean, the Super Bowl is coming up. Uh, it will have already happened by the time this uh, comes out. Yeah, I think we're, everyone's... It's it's so it's so sad. Everyone's so annoyed at the Chiefs, as including me. And it's like... Come on, guys. I'm not annoyed at them. I'm just I'm like it's over. I didn't want I didn't want the Ravens or the Chiefs. Yeah, me neither. To be really. With you. I wasn't. Ex- I was. I really wanted the Bills. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed. Um, but like well, the honestly, the more disappointing one was that the Niners beat the, the Lions. Lions lost. Oh, yeah. God, well, that sucks. That's what I was gonna say. I wanted the the Browns way back. I thought what a Browns Lions Super Bowl be. That's what I wanted. A Browns Lions. Yeah. That would have been amazing. But no, it wasn't to be. Was, and you know, I don't know. I feel like it's more Browns to lose immediately and be like, "All right, you're gone." And it's kind of Lions to almost make it and not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a Bills Lions one would have been. Would have been too. fun too. The Bills, are, yeah. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl, right? Right. They've, they're zero and four. They're 0 and they four. lost four in a row. The fact that they made it to four in a row is pretty incredible. That is in that, itself yeah. an incredible achievement, but like it's hard to actually give any credit for it because it's like, well, you lost them all. <laughs> I know, and they and one of them they just got destroyed in. Um, my favorite team. But they were favored in every single one. I think. Yeah, and it's funny how they lost in different ways in multiple ones because, like you know, they got killed. Like you said a couple of times, and then, like I was going to say, my favorite team beat them once, so I feel a little bad, but not too bad. And that game was probably, I don't know, that would be the most heartbreaking for me, the the wide right. That was the wide right, yeah, that's what I thought. And then they lost on on an easy, well, they didn't lose on the easy field goal, but they did not make an easy field goal in their playoff loss to the 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 Chiefs. Chiefs, Yeah. Yeah. I know, I just am like... Obviously, you know Patrick Mahomes is like you know the new Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So yeah, eventually guy. people really love him right now. They don't like the Chiefs, uh-huh. interestingly, but they haven't turned against Mahomes yet. But just give it time; it will happen. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um. Yeah, but like at this point, like, do I even want the Forty ers to beat them or something, or do I want them? To, I don't really care. You know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I do think it would be kind of fun for Brock Purdy mm-hmm. to, to beat Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. you know? I think that would be kind of fun. Um, I just have never been a big Niners guy. Yeah, me neither. 
I don't know why I like San Francisco. You know, mm-hmm. one time I, uh, well, yeah, I like San Francisco too. Actually, I've been there once, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm basically okay with all their teams unless they're playing my team. You know, one year, um, right? One year the Giants were playing the uh, 49ers in the playoffs, and I saw a guy on our elevator with a 49ers hat or something, and I said, "Go Giants!" And he said, "Yeah." And he said, wait, you mean you mean the San Francisco Giants, right? And I was like, no. I mean the New York Giants who are playing the 49ers this weekend, you dickens. That's a pretty quick reaction on his part, though. Yeah, well, it was, I was like, well. It's pretty clever. I don't know. It was just kind of like, all right, well. Also, 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 the Giants should be in New York because you stole our team way back when. Well, speaking of stealing teams. <laughs> I'm um, not really sure how that relates, but. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give us an agenda for this episode? Um, done one in a while. Well, yeah. First, we're gonna banter, which you heard, um, and then we're gonna go into the agenda, which we're doing now, and then we're gonna go into the uh, uh, movie summary, where you're gonna summarize the movie much better than I ever could, because my summaries are—I like to keep my summaries short. But uh, <laughs> um, this is true. My uh, my yeah. agenda is—I like to be a bit, a bit more rambling. It's a lot. It's just some fun. <laughs> but uh, and then we're gonna go into the uh, potent notables. Where we're gonna potently notable, uh, potently note everything that was fun, and um, after which we're gonna go into some uh, movie summer overview, where it's gonna be the whole movie. If you haven't got spoiler, yeah, if you haven't seen Past Lives, you should see it um, because this is uh, gonna give you all the spoilers. <laughs> I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. By the way, I just kind of knew the Me very too. basics that it was, you know, partly in Korean and. It was seemingly was about like a couple, so. But anyway, uh, I mean, I learned a bunch because of the potent notables. But, yeah. But yeah, I, I had no idea. All, the only thing I knew about this movie going into it was that a friend of mine texted me back in June, and said, "You should see this movie. It's probably going to be nominated for best picture." Hmm. Well, they were they were very prescient. Yes. It is nominated would, for best and picture. I would, so anyway, where were we? Bob? And then we're going to go into some ranking where we're going to rank the movie based on ten categories. This one from one to ten. One being the worst, ten being the best. And uh, then we're going to find out where it sits among the 2023, I guess, um, Best Picture winners. Or nominees, not winners. They don't all win. Some of them go home quite sad. Well, it's a win It's a win just to be It's a win just to be, yeah, right. That's what they all tell themselves. <laughs> but really, only Christopher Nolan wins. Um, that's my guess. <laughs> just gave that away. But uh, Yeah, don't give that away. Yeah. Sorry. Uh yeah, that's it. That's the whole fucking movie. So, or show, or whatever we do, podcast. So like, go away now. <laughs> well, today we're ranking Past Lives, the 2023 Best Picture nominee, starring Greta Lee, T.O.U., and John Magaro. It was written and directed by Celine Song. Past Lives was nominated for two Oscars: Best Original Screenplay and Best Picture. Really, it's the only two. Yeah, that's it. I knew they didn't get any of the acting categories, but uh. Well, Past Lives navigates the intertwining stories of Na Young and Hae Song, childhood sweethearts separated by emigration. Twelve years later, they reconnect in a digital world, sharing moments, and another twelve years after that, they eventually meet in New York. Their reunion sparks reflections on their past, present, and the complexities of love. Emotions rise during a dinner with Nora, her husband Arthur, and Hae Song, leading to a poignant farewell. The film explores the intersections of time, choices, and the haunting beauty of what-if moments. Mm, what-if moments. I thought that was a nice way to put it. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. Another one where we actually know that we need to rank it. Yeah. Our second one Our second now, one. After Anatomy. I'm just guessing. Yep. 
Although, to be fair, we were six for six. We were six for six. So, just saying, you know, analysis is good on this uh, on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should listen more if you are a man or a woman or non-binary person. <laughs> or any or squirrel. You know, whatever. Yeah. If you got something, if you got something else going on, that's fine too. Lizard, <laughs> <laughs> or even Komodo dragon. <laughs> Redundant. So I have to say that that uh, last week we ranked Anatomy of a Fall, and mm-hmm. I thought it was a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is I, I wonder if I would have felt that way if we didn't have such a strong year of contenders. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I thought it was whelming, but I see exactly what you mean. Uh, compared to just, it's like really good movie after really good movie so it's like you know it's just so easy to get lost in the shuffle if it's not yeah really well, good I, it can be really I, good but not really really good so right you know and i thought it was interesting because after it was over you had said i think i liked it more than the holdovers and american mm-hmm. fiction so i just you know because i pulled up mm-hmm. rankings here to get ready for today and uh it actually you ranked it lower on really yours. yeah i thought that was really fascinating it is. It is interesting. This exercise is is showing me a lot of the time that like my how I feel like you know just on based on feel is often different from the way that I actually elucid like you know the way I actually put numbers on it when I'm when I'm forced to. So it's interesting. Yeah, I know it's a well. I think that um, there's a difference between how you feel about the movie as a whole mm-hmm. and how you feel about the parts of the movie. That yeah, that we're ranking. ranking. So that is interesting. I wonder if it makes it so that we're finding a better movie or if we're sort of, I don't know. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, no, it's actually a good question. Are we, like, wrong because we're just reducing it to these parts rather than, or are we, like, doing a good job of trying to be, what's the word, not emotional, you know? Yeah, objective. like taking a step, objective, there you go. Because <laughs> I, I do think that sometimes, you know, you could really like a movie, but it might not be that great. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just, you really like it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. anyway, so I went into this one a little worried because it only had two nominations, which mm-hmm. means that this was viewed as the weak one. You know, mm-hmm. what about you? Oh, no, I, I actually didn't even think about that. I, I had read a, at least one top 10 list from, I don't even remember which critic now. And, and this was number one. And, really? Um, yeah. And Killers of the Flower Moon was number two and Oppenheimer was number three, which is kind of how I feel a little <laughs> bit like, again, on the emotional side, whether I didn't rank them that way, I don't think. Or I might have ranked them that way, actually. So I was no, like, oh. So I was like, uh, yeah, this this critic kind of reflects the other movies that I feel. So maybe I'll like this one the best. So I, just, I sort of just went into it trying to think, you know what? It looks like it looks like a, a good movie and the kind of movie I like. So I'll just go into it hoping that it is, in fact, both those things. Yeah, well, you know, the one thing that made me feel better about it was that it was released... Well, there was a couple things that made me feel better about it. One was that it was released by A24. Oh, yeah. So that's always a good sign. And, actually, since we've been doing this podcast, I've realized the Academy doesn't always get it right. Or, yeah. in our case, never does. Yeah. <laughs> At least so not, far. Not once. We'll have to see if it does this year. Yeah, I mean, I just... So, but let, let's dive straight into it, and uh, we'll start with the Potent Notables, as, you, as always. So since Past Lives came out in June, we actually have a pretty complete box office take. Um, Mm. I know they've re-released it because of it being nominated, but that probably Mm. won't add much to the total. Mm. So the total, 
you know, a buck or two. <laughs> but uh, so that being said, it has made $10.9 million domestically and $11.9 million internationally for a worldwide total of $22.8 million. This is all against an estimated budget of $12 million. So hmm. this is definitely not what you would call a hit, but, you know, hopefully it, made, it means it made a small profit. So let's have a little language fun here. Mm. Well, yeah, actually, it's kind of funny because the last two movies we have are foreign language movies, but they're also, or not largely, but partly in English. So it's kind of I know. One was a French movie that was mostly in English, Mm -hmm. and then this one was an American movie that was mostly in Korean. Mostly in Korean. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) But uh, Greta Lee indicated that she found it amusing that when she told her family and friends that she was taking this role, many of them were surprised and wondered if she could even speak Korean. (laughs) (laughs) And despite... His character's thick accent mm. and broken English, Tio Tio Yu, mm. who portrays Sung, actually speaks very fluent English along with three other languages. <laughs> so he's just he's just I don't want to say pretending to have broken English, but he's you know he's playing, acting. He's acting. Know? Yeah, his uh, his English is better than it would sound in the movie. But uh, you know they kind of they kind of I don't want to say incorporate it, but they kind of that is kind of the case for uh, Nora as well because she. Uh, she mentions that she only speaks Korean to her mother, really. And, right. And him. Yeah, now. exactly. And, and I think that, and he says that your Korean is rusty. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it sounds just like yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I, how it sounded to me. It's, uh, it's, I suppose it's more of an acting thing, so maybe we should shave it, but I want to shave it, save it, but uh, I want to bring it up before I forget. Did you feel like she sounded different when she spoke Korean versus English? Yes, way different. Mm-hmm. And almost like, I don't want to say it was performance or something, but it's just interesting how she slips into a different way of talking when she was speaking Korean to him. It was really interesting, especially toward the end, where she's speaking Korean to him and English to her husband. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I, it struck me. It was definitely mm-hmm. very Same. like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's, um, I don't know about you, but it seemed more like light and sing-songy in Korean. A- and, absolutely. And in English, it was very like flat mm-hmm. And logical, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I almost felt like it was sing-songy is probably a really good way to put it because um, I was like, is she doing like, is she slipping a little bit into that like you know very feminine, almost little girl tone that people use sometimes or people stereotype Asian women yeah. as having, or is she doing it with him? Yeah, or just yeah, is that like how just how she talks into to it? Him? with him you know like because they knew each other as kids right the crushy you know Mm -hmm. way that yeah no uh that's a really that's really interesting thought actually and i it it struck me but once i talk to you about it it it, it becomes more into focus i i love doing this man i Mm -hmm. really i watch a movie and i'm like okay i saw some stuff and then i talk to you (laughs) and i'm like yeah i was thinking about that too and it's so yeah it's just fun speaking of good exercises it's just uh by which I meant that it's an this uh, ranking yeah. things is an interesting exercise, and now just talking about them is an interesting exercise. I'm happy just because I would not have gone to see this movie. Well, let's move on because I don't want to <laughs> give away my thoughts on the movie. All right. Well, Celine Song, who wrote and directed it, indicated mm-hmm. she tried to keep Lee, um, Greta Lee, and mm-hmm. Tou separated as much as possible to help the scenes when their two characters finally meet in person after mm-hmm. a long separation. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So not only that. But Song also did not let T.O.U. and John Magaro meet before shooting their first scene together. <laughs> so when Arthur and Hae Sung meet for the first time, it is also the actors that meet each other for the first time. 
The shot that was eventually in the movie ended up being the first take. Huh. That's really interesting. I don't know. I, I'm always skeptical about whether or not those things make a difference, but... I know, if, me too. Regardless, it is interesting, and I'm sure it didn't hurt, you know, because they're actors, they could have done it either way, but... Um, well, that's the thing, is I always think, like, but they're not their characters, so they don't have this weight of, yeah. um, you know, previous, like, history mm-hmm. between them. They're just two people. They're so just keeping two them people. apart is kind of weird. They're just two people with, with Inyun... But apparently it worked, so. So, like Na Young slash Nora, director Celine Song moved with her parents, her dad being a filmmaker, from Korea to Canada. She later settled in the U.S., started playwriting, and married a writer. So, it's a little bit her story, huh, Celine? Writing it, uh, some autobiographical material here? Yeah. Um, well, we'll which get is, into Which that. is good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm saying it like I'm critical, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, no, um, no, no. I mean, it's. I mean, I think the best type of writing is not is is experiential, right? So, I completely fabricate everything. I, I write. Actually, I do backwards. I do it like opposite. Everything is the complete opposite of what I actually did. Well, but that makes sense because you enjoy fantasy. Yeah. Well, um, and also it actually ends up being autobiographical since it's the exact opposite of everything I did. So it's all just you can. You oh. Can, you can reverse everything and find out exactly what I did. Oh, I like that. I, I don't. It's, I, the more I talked, the more I liked, I disliked it. But uh, hey, setting aside some of the the best director, everything, best actress, nomination stuff. Um, this is like what is this? The third movie written and directed by a woman, nominated oh, for best true. best picture this year. Which yeah. again, setting aside everything else, it is neat. Especially yeah. well, she was nominated for best director. Yeah, she was well, I was best talking about original screenplay, but I was talking about setting aside the. Stuff about Barbie not being uh, Greta Gerwig not. Being oh, no, I knew who, I movie. knew what you were getting at. Yeah, you're just talking about Best Picture and the fact yeah. that there's at least three. Yeah, right? like, um, yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. Uh, yeah, I think the rest are. Well, because American Fiction is Cord Jefferson, so that's mm-hmm. male. Poor Things is Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, the Holdovers is uh, uh, Alexander Payne. Blanking? Yeah, Alexander Payne. And Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Yeah, those are two guys. So yeah. That's that's it. At least that we know of so far. Maestro is Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I, so three out of ten. I don't know the zone of interest. Yeah. Three out of uh, the zone of interest is all Jonathan Glazer. But, uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's no, but uh, three out of ten doesn't sound like the best percentage of written and directed by women. But, but it's something. When historically, when you yeah, historically it, it would be none out of ten. So yeah. So uh, Celine Song deliberately had the two main characters walk from right to left at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. For her, a timeline is always represented as going from left to right. So mm. when they're walking together, they're going into the past. Mm. When Sung gets into the taxi, he goes into the past even further. And then as Nora walks back home, left to right, she's going back to the future. Back to the future. Um, yeah, I know. She's doing a Michael J. Fox there. Well, more like back to the present. But I thought that was really fascinating. That is really fascinating. That's the sort of thing, if... I w- if I had to guess about my own reaction to something, I would find that I would guess that I would find that goofy. But I like it a lot actually because I it's like just it a lot. it's very basic filmmaking language. And by basic, I mean like fundamental. I don't mean basic like she's a basic bitch. Um, she might be. I don't know her. Um, <laughs> but, uh, seems unlikely. <laughs> seems unlikely. This is true. Celine, if you're not a basic bitch, I apologize. She's like no, I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of am, so I'm not judging. But uh, no, that's like, 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 like you know, Hitchcock did that all the time. Um, except for him, it was not past and 
future, it was just more good and bad. But yeah. He, um, he turned out to be a great guy. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> did Celine Song have any parts of this movie where she had birds fly at, at, at Greta Lee's face re- repeatedly? Her name, her yeah. name is Greta Lee, right? Yeah, her name is Greta Lee. Um, I didn't want to conflict her and Greta Gerwig. Um, <laughs> it's with all the Gretas. Um, roughly 35 to 40 years ago, someone really liked the name Greta. Um, also, I don't really like that name. I don't either. It's kind of harsh, isn't it? It is harsh. It's, you know, it's very Germanic. Greta. Um, it should have been Hewler's first name, you know? Yeah, Greta Hewler, not Sandra. Yeah, Sandra sounds lighter. Sandra Lee, that would work. Yeah, Sandra Lee and then Greta Hula. <laughs> We're just switching first names between completely unrelated people. Um, actors and Best Picture nominees. And Sandra Hula is actually in the next Best Picture nominee we have to do, too. So. Oh, she is? Yeah, she's in Zone of Interest. Huh, I didn't realize that. Isn't that incredible? But uh, no, but uh, no, I love that. The, I, I really like that. And like, just, for instance, you read left to right, right? Yeah. Well, so, unless like, you're Arabic. Unless you're Arabic. Do, uh... I actually can't remember if any Asian languages do that aside from Arabic. I think everything is left to right except for Arabic. Ar- okay. Uh, well, um, and, uh... I know Hebrew is also right to left. Right. Well, the... Okay, Middle East area. The Semitic... The Semitic languages, but, uh... Yep. So, yeah, the, it's, it almost feels a little bit unnatural to be watching something from right to left. You know? It does. I know. Like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And, like, it's stupid, because people can walk left to right to left all the time. I can't, places. you know. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I just assume there's a camera on me, and I, whatever, yeah. you know, if the camera's facing me, I have to, I have to walk to the, to the... Left to right? To the left, yeah. And, uh, or left if to I, right. And if, like, you pass where you need to be, you just need to go around the whole world. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, anyway, let's get back to the... So this is unverified by any of the filmmakers, but apparently the number 11 can be seen in a few scenes. Hmm. The number 11 has been known to be associated with the concept of twin flames, a unique, intense relationship between two people in which they are two halves of the same soul. Jeez, that was deep. Yeah. Is there I tried any... to find anything that was like verifying that that was, that the, was purposeful to have that in there, but I couldn't. So. Well, that kind of sucks. But, uh... Is there any potentials about the number 12? Because they skip ahead 12 years both times, and it seems an odd, an odd number to, well, it's an even number, but. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't. And it, well, we'll get into that. But no, no, there. I didn't find anything about that. I think it was just a matter of getting to the age that they wanted the characters to be at at the end. Hmm, okay. Um, but, uh, but here's the last potentable. Past Lives is loosely based on the true story of Celine Song. Mm-hmm. The idea of creating this film came to song when she was in the company of her husband and her childhood sweetheart. Mm. They were seated in a bar, and she felt like the situation deserved to be explored. Hmm. I thought that was really kind of interesting, and it makes me wonder about their marriage after this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Although, you know, she, she didn't make the husband come off bad at all, so. Yeah, so, nonetheless. Well, that's it for the Pote Notables. Let's get on to the movie overview. Movie overview. First thing, A24 comes up, and I'm like, all right, usually when you see that, you know you're watching quality. So. Mm-hmm. The uh, Was it just last year, an A24 picture, one best picture? Yes, that's right. This uh, movie started a little interestingly, I thought, because we got these voiceovers from characters we never see and never come back. Yeah, I, know. I, I actually wrote this is interesting the way they're starting this. It's like the voice of the audience is talking about these three at the bar, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and meanwhile, it was really fun because, like I said, I know I went into this knowing almost nothing about the movie, and I really didn't know the relationship between these three people yet. You know, so it was, right, it was kind of I did, but, you know, mm-hmm. but like I think it, it's effective to say mm-hmm. that. The only thing I didn't really understand is why they had her break the fourth wall there. They had her break the fourth wall there, and then I thought it was going to be a framing device that it was going to end at that same scene too, which it didn't. Me too, and it didn't. And we'll talk about whether that worked or not, but. Um, yeah, so they didn't do that either. So it did feel a little out of nowhere and a little, like, just sort of left dangling. Like, who were those people talking and why do we care about them? But that's okay. Yeah. Well, then it cuts tr- straight to 24 years ago. 24 years ago. Two which, little kids. Again, I didn't realize that it was going to be, like, over a long period of time. So it's just that she, she, she looks at the camera and then 24 years ago. And I was like, 24 years ago? Jesus. I know. That's exactly what I thought, too. I'm like, It's wow. a long time. Already then. I was like, is she even that old? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turns out, yes, she's that old by two times. Also, like, here, here's what I didn't really understand. I mean, and this threw me off right in the beginning. Couldn't, had a hard time coming back. She's mad about him getting first place, but he's a man. <laughs> where he belongs. Can you stop? <laughs> I don't even know why you want that kind of stuff out there, because it's, you know... <laughs> You're going to, let's say you actually get well-known, and then you see a headline, you know, John of fucking whatever, um, thinks men are first place, and then you're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, that's my reaction, too, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, if people don't know that that's antithetical to my point of view, then, you know, fuck them. Yeah, that's actually a great point, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, this is just a little slice of their life, I guess, they're. I didn't realize that Seoul was quite so hilly. Like, I know. It's like San Francisco. It's all... It's all hilly. It's all hills up and uphill, downhill. It's That's the thing. It's an emotional roller coaster over there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So these kids are, what, 12, though? Yeah, they're 12, is what they're saying. They're, they're very young. Um, yeah. That's the thing that... there. Well, I suppose it should be saved, but 12 is a little young to be carrying quite that kind of torch for me, but maybe not. Maybe they were. Well, I get it. You know, you know why? Because okay, so twelve is what, like, eighth grade, seventh mm-hmm. grade. That's when you're interested, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. And and then on top of that, to have the person that you're interested in be suddenly gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's just it's the lack of closure. Um, but. I, I enjoyed that the next thing, you know, we see her with her parents and they're talking about going, they're talking about choosing their American names and their, or their English mm-hmm. names, I should say, because they emigrate to Canada. But um, they got Leonard Cohen playing. Leonard like, Cohen playing, yeah. Yeah, I, that was like very noticeable. I was like, wait a second, Leonard Cohen. And then, and then the, they're trying to pick names. N- Na Young is her name? Yeah. Which I apologize. I just, I have a hard time because I'm an idiot. This is entirely my, my shortcoming but uh she steals her sister's name which is kind of funny (laughs) your sister wants to be michelle i'm gonna be michelle and uh unless the father suggests uh leonore for for her name i assume because leonard cohen is playing right that's what i would think too i thought it was fun it was a lot of fun it was was a this uh does a good job giving you some nice little touching character bits despite the parents kind of barely ever come back. so They don't really come back at all. It's just one voiceover later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's kind of sad, though, too, that they have to give up their names. Yeah. And they don't have to, but it's like what they... It's it's 
what people do. I know? understand that that happens a lot with uh, the Asians who have immigrated. I think it's happening less, though, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm, maybe. Um, I thought it was interesting. Now we're going to cut over to the classroom, right? Mm. We're just trying to show the young love, right? Mm. The burgeoning young love. And he's like saying you can draw on me or whatever tells her to draw a a tree and she draws like a heart or something Mm. (laughs) you really understand what happened there but um i fucking hated it when girls drew on me (laughs) didn't happen to me much so it tells you everything you need to know about me (laughs) well i'm not saying it happened all the time but it happened like often and i'd be like i think I, i rubbed a lot of girls the wrong way which that's not the right way to say that i think i put off a lot of girls because I'd be like, can you not fucking write on me? <laughs> they're like, okay, never mind. They're like, that's a weird guy. Yeah, I would have been like, you can write on me if you want. Give me permanent yeah. tattoos, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they give me like gang tattoos. <laughs> like little teardrops because you killed somebody in prison. I'm like, well, this isn't what I wanted, but. Got a spider web on your head. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would look good. <laughs> <laughs> so you shaved my head and then tattooed me. This is a very strange activity for a 12 year old, but okay. <laughs> Uh, who are your parents? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I just, I, and maybe it's silly, but I just, uh, I just, I don't like having things written on me, on my skin. <laughs> so obviously I love tattoos. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did think it was really adorable though, when, you know, she goes back and she's like talking about him to her mom mm-hmm. and she's like, do you want to go on a date? And then she and she's like so excited. The smile from the yes there is, is really adorable. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's awesome. The only thing that kind of bothered me, and I don't want to say bothered me, but it's just like the the other the kid's mom, the son, the boy's mom. There we mm. go. Says, "Why are you, you know, emigrating? Why are you leaving?" Mm. She's like, "Well, you know, when you're leaving something behind, you're gaining something too." That's like, mm. okay, well, that doesn't explain anything. It's not an answer. It's just a philosophical musing. Yeah. And then the, the other mom's like, oh, I see. I see. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that would work for some people. But for me, I'd be like, uh-huh. And what are you gaining? <laughs> like, what's the... They're gaining a Canadian citizenship. Duh. Yeah, great. Worth its I mean, weight in, in maple syrup. Yeah, exactly. Upper United States. Good mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, America's hat. <laughs> I, I And then they never explain it. For the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. No, yeah, we it's don't know a, why they, they moved. They almost It's almost like they put the onus on Nora. Because mm-hmm. like, she's like, yeah, I'm leaving because I want to win the Nobel Prize. Which also, sad. Koreans don't win the no- Nobel Prize. It is. It's a sad statement. Um, I don't know. It just kind of was like weird that they never really explain why. Mm. And maybe that's because Celine Song doesn't know why. I don't know. Yeah, she was 12, I presume. Anyway, they, yeah, they're on this date, and it's just so sweet. Mm-hmm. They're, they're playing around these this bizarre statue, you know, group. Yeah. Not really this sure what's going park. on there. Yeah, but that's okay. And it's just, uh, man. It's, you know, she's, they, go, they drive back, and she's, like, asleep on him holding his she's hand. A, she's asleep on his shoulder holding his hand. He's looking out the window. It's just, just a beautiful moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, it's very touching. And it just, I mean, all it did was make me want to be like, I want to be 12 again. (laughs) I hated being 12, but um, (laughs) but it was still. I'm trying to think of what happened when I was 12. I mean, it was what, I turned 12 in 1995, so Mm -hmm. 
I think it was a good year. Who knows? And then, you know, now she's, like, obviously trying to steal herself to to leave. Mm. And so she's like, I'm leaving because I want to. You know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. And she's hurting his feelings. I don't think yeah. she realizes she's hurting his feelings. But uh, he's like, how can you want to leave me? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, this poor kid. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a very touching... Uh, they they make you know it's touching despite not being overplayed. They do a great job. They don't overplay anything in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's re- it really works and just like while she's talking to her friends, you know, I'm gonna move so I can win the Nobel Prize, and you, it sort of shows him nearby in the classroom, just looking kind of sad. Yeah. yeah, he's like, didn't we just have this delightful date, and now you kind of don't care. Yeah, and she, and then they show them walking back just in silence the entire mm-hmm. time, which I also well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then he just says goodbye. She says goodbye, and it's uh, mm-hmm. just really sad. But um, <clears throat> it's able to express the weight of that kind of departure, and mm. with with very, you know, like like we said, it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome, and it it's it's all the more <laughs> affecting to me because it's because it's subtle and and realistic, and like you don't have like you know you don't really have big emotional dramatic things when that happens especially when you're 12 you know it's just like okay later and then they're gone forever you know <laughs> right exactly later dude um, but it was cute though and then the, then they show the girls practicing english on the plane mm. that was also was, cute yeah that was really cute and it's the sort um, of thing kids would do just repeating that back and forth and the parents are like oh jeez. <laughs> i also like it because it shows that as much as they're probably i mean they're probably sad to be leaving but they're also excited Mm-hmm. I think it shows that, which is nice. Um, and then it says, 12 years pass. And I'm like, okay. Did they feel abrupt to you whenever that happened? It it did feel abrupt. Well, I will mention that in the rank. Um, although I will say that the final scene they show before the 12 years pass was also effective, where she's like just standing against a wall and all the kids are playing in the oh yeah, that's right. yard or yeah. whatever in Canada. And it just shows her apart, but it, again, it doesn't like... It doesn't overstress it, you know. She's not. No, but does... they bring it back later. Yeah, they do, and uh, in, in yeah, a but... really excellent way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the uh, twelve years, just okay. I thought we had we we're gonna get some more of her at this age, but no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And not only that, not only do we not get more of her at this age, we get her at twenty-four as opposed to twelve. You know what I mean? That's a jump. <laughs> it is a jump. And then the first thing we see here is a military marching. Yeah. Which I was like, what? Who is? Is this? Is this? Hey, song again? Mm-hmm. Like. And then, you know, eventually you realize that it is him, but uh, I was just like, I'm curious where we're headed with this, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I thought they were going to do more with that, but... They didn't do anything with it. It was just, he's in the military, just so you know. Yeah, um, it's a uh, military service is compulsory there for all males, and uh, which I only really know because every so often you hear about a Korean athlete who uh, you're excused from it if you accomplish certain things. So, like, they have to win... You'll get like Korean baseball players who need to win like the, a particular championship or something if they want to get out of military service, and they only have one year left. And it's like, jeez, that's kind of imagine, imagine the added pressure you have to win the Korean World Series or whatever in order to get out of being in the military. <laughs> and they're like twenty, and they're like twenty eight, and it's like they don't have much time left. You got to go in or that or not. And it's like, I'm glad they don't have that here. Yeah, me too. So in the, basically, she's not, she's talking to her mom, and she's like, "I'm looking this person up, and oh, who should I look up now? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that I was that, that I had a crush?" On? I'm like, "Come on, 
Yeah, I feel like was she playing she up the fact re- that she didn't remember her na- his name yet, but she remembers. Yeah, she remembered his name. That was ridiculous. I just I couldn't tell if they were like doing that, like that they if they wanted us to believe mm-hmm. that she couldn't remember his name, or if it was supposed to be like this. She, she was playing it up for her mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't really like that that they did the whole forgetting his name thing because I I I took it as her like legitimately not remembering it. I was just like, that's stupid. It it, 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 does, it that that fact would kind of lessen the impact of the right of the entire movie where you know they had such a deep connection apparently, but she can't remember his name twelve years later. So yeah, it's a little strange. Because um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember every girl that I ever had a crush on. <laughs> you know, so whatever. So I looked it up. Um, this is unrelated. Uh, I was looking up to see if any actual Koreans had ever won the Nobel Prize for Literature. No, they have not. Well, then she's right. Koreans don't win the Nobel Prize for Literature. She is correct. Um, women only rarely win as well. So seventeen well, have that, won. That makes sense. <laughs> seventeen have won the Nobel. Um, oh, that's way women. Too many. Uh, uh, as 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 opposed to seventeen out of one hundred and three, I should say. So not. So it's almost like this year's... uh, It's almost like this year's Best Best Picture nominees. Yeah, making progress. A couple of Japanese writers won, so it's close to Korea. That's the same thing, right? Hopefully men, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... So, so uh, yeah, we she she's look she looks it up. It turns out um, he was looking for her. He was looking for her. Yeah, he went to he, he could only like find her father's movie, and was like, hey, I, I used to know your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um. And the father's like, I had nothing to do with that. I don't know who you are. Well, she writes to him, mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting. They showed her struggling typing in Korean. Mm-hmm. Which I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell if it was because she didn't know Korean as well anymore, or if it was because of the keyboard. And I think later they show it's because of the keyboard. Yeah. Although um, we do know she, she, her Korean is rusty. We find out. So. Yeah. Well, she likes a rusty trombone. What can you mm-hmm. say? Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're, in, you're in a mood today. <laughs> so they're gonna go back over to Korea and show, uh, and and show Hey Sung and. Uh, they are very drunk. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got a secret girlfriend? Who's te- who's messaging you at three a.m.? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. He's like, I can't read it. <laughs> Find out tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> and then I was like, so he's living at home, but he's in the military, mm. and apparently that's common for Korea. Yeah, they, Cause... they say they say later, twelve years after this, when he's yeah, living... that he's still living with his mom at thirty-six. And apparently that's normal. Until you're married, you live with your parents, I guess. that's. I think it's kind of nice, actually. It's kind of nice in a way, but it's also kind of awkward. <laughs> you know? It, it's it's a little awkward, but it also feels very much like um, there isn't this expectation for you to, to be independent and on your own, like, as soon as you're 18. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, I don't know. Not that, not that our audience doesn't know, because they are also probably largely Western slash American. But yeah. here, that you know, it's you'd be considered rather a failure. Imagine trying to date your a thirty-six-year-old man living with your parents. <laughs> I live with both my parents, and women would be like, "Goodbye." Uh, nice to not have met you. Also, who's he thanking for the meal? I wasn't sure about that. He sits down to breakfast and says, "Thank you for this meal." Was he thanking his mother, or was he like praying? 
I thought he was. I thought he was thanking his mom, but that's the other thing too. Is that uh, she goes, "Why are you in such a good mood?" I'm like, "That's him in a good mood." Yeah, I know. He was so. He was so uh, somber, but that was yeah. a good mood. I was like, he, was that meant to be sarcastic? I just, I wouldn't think so, but I'm confused. That was why that was how he chose to show good mood. He is a he is a rather downcast guy. Like we we kind of. Even with his friends, when they're drinking and everything, he's not very emotive, so. Yeah, he's, uh, well, he's, which, you know, plays into the subtle, the mm-hmm. subtlety of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I also wonder if it's because Celine didn't know his story when she's not around as much. That's true. So he's a little bit more of a, I don't want to say blank slate, but a little bit, there's more unknowns. Yeah. A little, it's a little foggy from her perspective. And then, and she's like, well, I looked you up as a joke. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why would you say that? Yeah, just he's like, well, it's not a out. joke to me. Yeah, he's he's kind of more serious he's definitely, about it right off the bat. Yeah, he's definitely the one that's carrying the flame more than she is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she's just like guarding the fact that she is also carrying the flame. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that goes along with what she does, which is to break off the 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 communication because it's kind of hurting her that. She's, right. you know, develop. She's acknowledging feelings she may have always had and developing new feelings. And for her, it's not really going to go anywhere. They're not going to be able to see each other in person for at least a year and a half or something. Yeah. So, so she, you know, and we get it's sort of a montage. I'm not sure how much time passes here where they're talking frequently, seemingly, you know, I don't want to say every day, but they're talking a lot on online and sharing one another's you know what's going on in their lives and everything like that and developing a closer relationship but um like i said i'm not sure how much time actually passes is it a month is it more than a couple of months or i I know it doesn't really show that does it but uh god forbid anyone have anything but a fucking mac (laughs) Um, (laughs) i assume that he did not have a uh, an apple phone because korea is where samsung is manufactured so i assume (laughs) that most people have samsung there yeah, I don't know, but uh, fucking Mac. Anyway, I, you know, I really aligned with her um, when she was talking about her writing. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, when I was when I was twenty four, maybe even a little younger than that, that was my dream. I wanted to win the Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I, it's like, man, I wish I had gone for it like she did. You know? Yeah, she seems to have been successful. <laughs> we don't really get exactly how successful she is. Yeah, well, she's doing, she's writing for a living. She's writing, so, yeah. Um, know, she's, I the think play, that's success. She mentions missing rehearsals. I assume that's her play that she wrote, which would be impressive. Yes, yeah. Um, that's how I took it, too. So do you think it's like a uh, a little statement where she wanted to win the Nobel when she was little because she had an international kind of mindset, and now she's a bit more provincially focused on America, which is yeah. the Pulitzer's a distinctly American prize? Well, I also think it's 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 almost like a step down. Yeah, it is a step down too. <laughs> so it's like it's it's like creating these realms of realism, you know. Mm-hmm. A little like, bit well, like how not... 20, 12 years later she says she doesn't really want to win a prize. Right. Well, she says, "Well, I guess I want a Tony." Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Um, yeah. She writes, um, mu- she writes musicals now. <laughs> well, you can win a Tony even if it's not a musical, right? I know. I just like the idea that she just she writes like Grease too or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Past lives, the musical. <laughs> And so it's and then they show these scenes where they're having trouble talking and it was a good um, montage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was interesting that they showed. I would think that having it interspersed might have been 
better where like mm-hmm. oh there's trouble talking well they're back to talking oh now there's trouble again and, and like slowly like declining on the because pro- they're showing it not becoming as much of a priority for her you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um but it was weird that they sandwiched all of this, like, not communicating into one area, and then it was back to communicating again. Yeah, I uh, I think it would have been more... That's absolutely true. I think it would have been more effective. I, and then I'm not saying that I want the movie to be much longer than it is. I think it's a good length, but... Um, no, I think you have the same vignette, but you just space those out differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I just had a hard time getting a sense of how long they were actually talking for. And if we're right. supposed to believe that... Um, you know that comes off wrong. If we're supposed to believe, but if we're supposed to get, if we're supposed to uh, achieve the feeling that they are getting close here, it wasn't quite as effective for me because again, I had very little sense of time. Like, what are they right. talking for? Like a week? Like I don't know, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you sort of know. Like I was like, okay, so we're headed to the part where they're going to lose touch, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we have this one fateful conversation, and you can tell she's stealing herself for a hard conversation. Yeah. And she basically is like, we need to stop talking for a while. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's a good idea. I don't know why I'm being like this. I'm like, do you really think it's a good idea? Yeah, it's a, it's a really emotional scene for me because... It's a sad scene. He's trying to stop himself from tearing up. And, you know, like, I, he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to go now, you know? And, yeah. And he's, when we see her from her perspective, he's shrouded in darkness, like his light is off. Oh, I know. In his room or whatever, and then he goes. And that actually leans right into what you said about how he, he, everything for every, his perspective is a little bit shrouded from her, you know? Right. Um, she looks over and, like, you can tell he's, he's kind of emotional, but at the same time, his face is partly obscured in darkness. It's a very sad scene. And then we, and then we skip ahead for her mostly because we found out she's going to this writer's res- residency in Long Island. In Montauk, yeah. She's <laughs> like, watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. So yeah, she she ends up in this residency here in Montauk. And I, I was like, is she here by herself? Yeah. I, was, I would no, think that nobody, she wouldn't be. <laughs> nobody else in the house. She goes through all these bedrooms and it's like, okay, well, it's just her. And then she's got a... I don't know why I noticed the name tag, the name on her coffee cup. She's got a coffee cup that she has a piece of tape and it says Nora on. And I'm like, do they provide those for you or do you bring your own and you just don't want anybody else touching it? Because I wouldn't care. Yeah, I wouldn't care either. But I think, you know, she probably didn't want other people to. Or maybe it's not so much she doesn't want other people using it as much as she doesn't want it to be taken by somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Then she loses it. But it's just some boring, boring coffee cup. I'm very, you know what? Let's have an aside here where you can get into the mind of Zach. I'm very particular about my coffee cups, but I wouldn't actually mind that much. Like losing one would suck, but at the same time, I'd be kind of glad somebody else was getting enjoyment out of it because my coffee cups are like nice little objects that I uh, associate with happiness. So um, I'd be happy to spread around the happiness. You know what I mean? I left the coffee oh, that's cup. That's nice. I left a mug at work one time, and I kind of wish I had it, but at the same time, I hope somebody else took it and said, this is a nice mug. I'm enjoying my little moment here with my drink. Um, another, just to, to elucidate on this aside. I have a liquid I, of happiness that I like to spread around, too. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> just to elucidate on this. <laughs> Not that. Um, is it really, is it a liquid, or is it more of like a semi-solid? I don't know. It's a viscous, you know. know. It's viscous. Yeah, it's a Newtonian liquid. It's <laughs> non-Newtonian, I should say. But, uh, I have, I have mugs that are, that are, uh, authorized for use for coffee, and I have mugs that are authorized for use for tea. And you can't, 
can't mix them. And um, only a couple are authorized for both. So, wow. Um, so you'd think... over now and have tea in your coffee mugs. <laughs> I would smack you. Get that out of there. But, uh, you'd so have to you'd play think... some murder ball for it. Oh, wicked. <laughs> Throw a mug at your head. That would It'd be funny if that had happened at some point. Because, like, I feel like we were always on the verge of almost seriously, actually seriously harming one another. And we just never did. So that's good. Well, I don't think we ever were angry at each other. We no, not just... angry. Just, you know, dumb. I don't know how we didn't injure each other. I feel like it's one kind of, of us, shocking. One of us might have gotten minorly concussed, at least during that game, and just, you don't notice. Minorly <laughs> concussed. Violent that's... game. Yep. Minor, <laughs> just... Minorly concussed, the John story. Slash the Zach story. Uh, minorly concussed with John and Zach. That might make you think I would be protective of my mugs and somebody would take it and use it for the wrong thing, but once it's theirs, it's out in the world. They can they can modify it as they like. So anyway, That's let's nice. move on. That's a good so, mentality. So Selena, uh, not Selena, Nora, um, yeah, sleeping. Same idea. Yeah, sleeping, and uh, some dude shows up, and I'm like, that looks yeah. an awful lot like the guy who's from the beginning. So <laughs> we know where this is going. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, here we go. Yep. But they also, they're going to, so they're going to show her meeting him, right? Mm-hmm. But then they should go back and show Hey Sung, and he's just like on the subway writing an email to Nora. Yeah. And uh, seeing, lo- the, kid, the guy just wants to be fucking loved, man. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. I just, I felt so bad for him. Kind of heartbreaking, right? And also, but uh, we, we forgot to mention that she's going to this writer's residency, and he is going to um, Shanghai, China. it turns out. Yeah, that's right. Because he wants to learn Mandarin for his job, and God, what another what another slightly heartbreaking scene a little bit. They were talking on you know Skype or whatever it was, and, and he says, yeah, I want to go to China to learn Mandarin. And she says, you should come to America and learn English. I know. Not even hint, hint, just absolutely flat-out statement. And he's he kind of dumbass he is he's like no i think i'm gonna go to china yeah he blew it he blew it dude i just he's like well chinese would be or mandarin would be good for my job she's like "Mm, not missing the point there guy yeah but he uh he go yeah but he doesn't send this email and that's kind of sad and then we get her talking to her uh, we get nora talking to um what's his name the husband the eventual husband at this point I can't remember now. Uh, Arthur. Arthur, yes. And she's meeting some other people who are at the residency. And uh, he's going to Shanghai. And we get some of these montages. They're talking, you know, her and the people at the residency are talking. And is this when we get her explaining what Inyun is? Yeah. Like in a voiceover. And And she's saying it to him and she's like, oh, this is what we say to seduce somebody. And I'm like, okay, that seems fast. Well, they're at this. I'm sorry, but the 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 house there in Montauk was beautiful, and it was a beautiful summer evening. It looked like, and they're yeah. both they're both imbibing. So it's. I love I love that she makes the move. By the way, rather than like, oh, I was seduced by some guy at the writer's residency. She is like, no, I like you, you dumbass. I'm looking yeah. at you, and I want to kiss you. Um, um, it does seem to be a lot easier for her than it was for. Hey yeah, it, it absolutely does. Meanwhile, but Hey does um find something a little bit. You know, he's walking around. He's walking around Shanghai and sitting in a restaurant and just makes eye contact with a with a woman we find out nothing about. It's just because this is as much his story, and they 
they sort of smile at each other and then we move on and i don't know it was it, the way it was done was was perfect and touching for me so yeah it was nice and i actually i enjoyed what is it in yoon or in yun in i don't know i'm gonna say in yoon just because i'm an idiot but okay. somebody can correct me and i will absolutely say i was wrong but uh <laughs> well i couldn't remember i i, couldn't remember I read either. it and I was like in Yoon, and and I feel like they said in Yun in Yun. I, I don't know. Well, we can Either switch way. to in Yun if you if you think it's in Yun. No, but... I don't. I honestly don't know. So, but it's eight thousand layers of uh-huh. in Yun over eight thousand lifetime lifetimes. That's mm-hmm. getting married. That's what about time. Vegas marriages? <laughs> That's just like six, I think, <laughs> five or six. But yeah, I just you know it was funny to me because he's he's in uh, he's chi- he's in China, right? Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know why, but I. She's saying that's just something Koreans say to seduce someone, and I'm like, man, she's like, sweet, got another dude. Meanwhile, Hey Song is like Kim Jong Il and uh, yeah. America. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I'm glad you didn't do the exit, but uh, yeah, I purposely didn't. Yeah, but they, you know, he's walking through a market alone. He's sleeping in a bed with the Shanghai skyline right behind him. Beautiful, by the way. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know, I don't know the this voiceover like. Where she's explaining the concept, and we're watching both of their lives unfold there over a brief moment. I don't like to say it because this doesn't happen to me in movies, but you know, I, I kind of teared up because it was so be- it was so beautifully like sad, but also somewhat hopeful and meaningful. And I don't know, it was all sorts of emotions floating around in me. Yeah, this it I it didn't get me. Well, there was a couple times this movie got me, but uh, definitely towards the end. Um, but, uh, I will I say we... that I don't tear up for sad things. I tear up for, for actually happy things and hopeful things. That's what makes me saddest. Not saddest. What makes me <laughs> happy things make me saddest. It's... <laughs> there's a, there's a little peek into my psyche, but, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but no, um, like it was the, 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 the melancholy hopefulness of it is what gets me. Yeah. Well, now we're going to have another 12 years later. 12 years later, skip ahead. <laughs> One, I two, guess, skip a few. Yeah, exactly. 12 years later, and I guess uh, I guess Arthur and 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 uh, Nora have had their 8,000 layers and lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start out, and there's just somebody like talk, and I was like, what was happening here? So I was kind of confused by this opening scene going into it, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I realized that she's holding auditions. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then and then they show Arthur signing books. Mm-hmm. So she's become a playwright, and her beau became a novelist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assume it's novels, but uh, mm-hmm. he wrote a book called Boner. I saw that it was called Boner, and I was like, "What kind of book is this?" Is this well, the I think he put that on the shelf right next to Fuck. Oh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so all right, I'd like to know what Boner was about exactly, but yeah, never find me out. Too. Well, it's a got a um, a balloon dog on the cover, so. <laughs> I don't even know what <laughs> Okay. Um look up Celine Song's actual husband and see if he wrote a book called Boner, I guess. Um <laughs> Maybe his book is called Penis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Erection. Um So then they they show them laying in bed talking together mm-hmm. and uh they roll reverse female, you know, feminine masculine uh, mm-hmm. roles here. They show him, like, all cuddled up on top of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, um, 
I don't know. It, it looks like she has sort of the the power in the relationship. I don't know yeah, if it's it, meant to or not, but it's just how it looked. There are a couple of moments where it seems like he's more emotive than her, and also, you know, he 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 worries that she doesn't love him, and I'm not sure. I don't want to say I'm not sure the reverse is true, but um, he's a little. I don't want to. I really don't want to say insecure because he's not mean about it. He's no, he can, no. He, but at the same time, a little worried, you know. And we, we there's a yeah, whole sequence where they get it necess- to that necessarily, but yeah. but yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think that um, oftentimes you know art depicts men as like these stoic. I think he, I think he goes by Arthur, not art. Oh, oh, jeez. Well, art tends to depict, you know, men as stoic and, mm-hmm. and like, um, yeah. not emotive and stuff. My experience in the real world is that men tend to be more emotive than women. I don't know. It, just, uh, it was sort of nice to see that that was mm-hmm. depicted in this in this way here. Yeah, and I like that he, he displays vulnerability rather than, because men are emotional, but frequently it just comes out as anger. Right, and, right. And his vulnerability here is, is quite touching. Not... In this scene a little bit, too, because like you said, he's the one who's like, you know, I mean, he's a little bit, I don't want to say fetal position, but he's like, he's really right. cuddled up he to is. her. Yeah, he's, so. he's doing the way they usually show women, like, mm-hmm. draped over the man. Mm-hmm. And in this case, he's draped over her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he's like, oh, I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? So then she's like, I want chicken wings. And I'm like, fuck you. Now I want chicken wings. <laughs> See, this is the benefit of not eating meat. I don't want chicken wings. Really? It didn't make you want, like, fake wings or just, you know... No, not really. Cauliflower wings or something? Oh, I do like cauliflower wings, as a matter of fact, but no, not really. Oh, I love chicken wings. It seems like Sung doesn't like his friends very much. <laughs> he is he is rather stoic with them as well, I think. That's just his personality. Yeah, well, because, you know, they're like... He's like, I'm going to go to New York. And they're like, oh, is it because you left your girlfriend and, and you're going to go see your... your uh, yeah. One true love or whatever, and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they nailed it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they, they he clearly not, know him. Yeah. yeah, he was not able to fool his friends, who were like, oh, because like I can just imagine. Oh, I broke up with whatever her name is. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to New York, and they're like, all right, I got there already. So yeah, <laughs> you're going to New York, huh? Just the place where you're fucking true. You your one love, who you get all silent every time we talk about her. <laughs> you get all quiet and look down at the table every time yeah um and i, I like the other friend you know you're screwed and they're like what and he's like it's gonna rain the whole time they show me oh, and he shows them there, the, the, the weather app and he's like oh. and it does it does rain so that's good i like that they didn't make it rain the whole time though not the whole time though it was a nice day or two even so that's yeah good. i i liked that it wasn't just con- like i just I sort been... of had enough of that with these movies where yeah, every, would... every it's raining every fucking day. Yeah, that would have been a bit on the nose. Yeah. So then uh, they, they, they meet. Mm-hmm. And then the movie cuts back to their date. Mm-hmm. Which I actually liked. There's another time they do this that I didn't like. Um, is that at the very end where they're saying yes. goodbye and they cut back to the two of them saying goodbye in Korea? Yeah. Did you like, did you dislike I, that? I liked them both, actually. I didn't like the second one because I was like, I, I know. I get, I get it. it. I know yeah. that's what we're doing here. Um, I liked this one because it's not as like, I don't think it's as obvious as that they're trying to make this correlation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like, look, this is the last time they saw each other. Whereas the, the, the end of the movie, you're very much thinking about this whole time that he's here, you're thinking about the time they shared when they were young. Mm-hmm. So him saying goodbye is definitely, uh, you know, evocative mm-hmm. of that first scene. But anyway, yeah. that's later. So, um, so she didn't talk to him for 12 years, so much for mm-hmm. their little break, you know? Yeah, it was just, geez, you know? Uh, and I was like, <laughs> it's going to say, I just, I thought it was weird there were 50 minutes left in this movie. Yeah. At this point. I was like, what else is, what story is there left for this, you know? Yeah, it shifts a little bit to her and her husband, though. Yeah, and I, right, so, and I, I liked it, actually. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. have any, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with it. I just, at the time, I'm like, I don't know where you're going here, you know? Well, it's, it's maybe a good thing. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so, you know, then Sung and Nora are walking around talking in there, and he's like, uh, oh, I don't know if I want to get married. Oh, it's just because I'm not, like, a good, she should find a better guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. You know what's happening here. We all know what's happening here. You didn't want to get married because you want to see if she'll leave her husband Mm. and be with you. Yep, you can't deny that that was probably in his head somewhat. Maybe I'll go there and find out that she hates him and we'll run off together. Yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you notice how he got real excited when she was like, and we fight. We fight. And we fight. He's like, you guys fight? You you guys fight? (laughs) What what do you fight about? Is he bad? Because he's a jerk, right? That's what it is. And I actually loved her her little explanation of the fights. Oh, I know. Well, we haven't. It's it's coming up. It's a. It's like planting two trees in the same spot. I was like, mm-hmm. what? That's a fucking great line. Great line. Fantastic work, Celine song. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. And then, uh, and then they, they 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 have this scene in front of the carousel. And they were like, you know, when we first, we were just babies then. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we were babies when we talked 12 years later mm-hmm. also. And then she's like, well, we're not babies now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's, we're definitely not babies anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of shitty the way life works like that, isn't it? Yep. You can't just continue being young and naive. Well, it, it's actually, like I said, the jumps forward kind of, I don't want to say startled me. Oh, but, um. Uh-huh. They did, they did kind of like make you oh, jumping ahead an awful lot, but I think it works in retrospect because twelve years seems like an awful lot of time looking forward, but then when you right. get to you get to our ages, and you look back and you go twelve years ago does not feel that long ago. No, it really doesn't. So I think that was effective in that way, and like you know you when you're you know you might look it might be like how could you still carry a torch for somebody after twelve years? But oh, you definitely well, can. Yeah, you, yeah, so. So we're gonna. She's gonna come home now, and uh, Arthur is gonna be sitting playing video games. Yeah. Um, which that's fine. I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. But is this a typical thing? It's, it's depicted this way in all media now that everybody who plays video games plays with headphones on. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if it's just a way to not have the sound. Like you don't want to. Like they're not allowed to play the sound from a video game unless you have permission or something. But I play video games with headphones because I don't want to bother anybody. So. Well, I mean, I guess I don't really play video games anymore, but when I do, I don't fucking wear headphones. Well, you're also in, like, your own room, you know? Not, like, in the living room. That's true. Well, I am in the living room, but yeah. Well, what I will say is that when I was, when I played, like, console games in the living room or something like that, I wouldn't use headphones because, like, you can you can. Oh, well, you're talking about PC games? Yeah, I yeah, guess I P- would probably wear headphones for PC games. Yeah, PC games, I just sort of generally wear headphones so it doesn't bother people. My mother used to get so upset. 
because which I get because video game music can often be repetitive since it's supposed to, it's kind of supposed to be repetitive because it's supposed to like focus you, not uh-huh. distract you. But you know she'd be listening to like you know eight sixteen you bit know, you know a MIDI gra- MIDI sound that <laughs> keeps repeating and she'd be like Rawr! can't you use headphones shouting from the other room and I'm like this is good communication everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, I wouldn't even know it was on. Yeah, well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> my my spouse also actually is good at tuning things out, and um, so that's why I wouldn't wear it in the... Yeah, but I like, uh, I don't know, I focus better if I have headphones on, actually, because it's like more directed at me rather than just ambient noise. Yeah. This is an, this is an odd aside. I wanted to know what video game he was playing, though, because... I was watching his hand movements to see what kind of game he might have been playing, and he was using a lot of the triggers. I don't really know what that is. Yeah, that's because he's not playing a game. He's just going... Well, I will say, at least he we have moved on from the old-style video game controller acting, where they just mash buttons madly. Oh, I know, I know. It's like, what game are you playing, man? The, the so, mash-button game, apparently. So th- this is... Uh... This is where we're going to find out that, you know, she's going to be talking to him. It's sort of interesting because she's, like, telling him all about, like, these interesting observations she's made of him and of, uh, of she's telling Arthur all these interesting observations she's making about Haesung mm-hmm. and, um, and how she's like, boy, I feel less Korean and yet more Korean when I'm, when I'm with him and all the, like, mm-hmm. all these other things. And I'm like, I get why she wants to tell him because it's her husband, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, ah, this is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're just telling him all this stuff. Um, you can see him feeling a bit, I don't want to say alienated, but you can see him feeling kind of sad that he's not part of all this. Well, and, yeah, and a little jealous, you know? A little like, jealous for sure, too. Um, and jealousy is a natural reaction, so it sucks. I think most people's response, you know, immediate response is to try to tamp it down. Either either get, like, super jealous immediately or just be like, oh, I'm not going to join, and then that makes it worse. So yeah. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I th- I think that I would actually react similarly to the way he is. Mm. I'm not much of a jealous person, but you know, you get jealous. I mm. remember uh, we were gonna go to a party, and Sarah's one of her crushes was gonna mm-hmm. be there, and I was, you know, I was a little nervous. Like, you know, I wonder what this guy's gonna be like. You know, is he mm. gonna be good looking? Like, because you know, my wife's hot, so like, obviously. He's going to see her and be like, oh, shit, Sarah looks good. He's going to be like, um, damn. You know, we get there, and uh, and then I meet him, and he's just, like, completely immature. Just, uh-huh. like, just kind of acting like a tool. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't mind this guy anymore. I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore at all. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I get why she wants to talk to him, but I also, like, I feel for the husband in this situation. Yeah. And then he asks, are you attractive? You know, is he attractive? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, I think so. And I'm like... And he's like, okay. <laughs> it's <know>? not, yeah. <laughs> this feels very female male interaction here, where the male is like, I'm asking you a question, and then the female answers a different question. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> or not different question, but answers in a different way. Like, come on. You know I'm asking you if you think he's attractive. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, are you attracted to him? And then she's like, I don't think so. Yeah, the I'm I don't think sure. so is interesting. <laughs> But I was like, man, I, I appreciate that she's being honest with him. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, sometimes it's okay to just be like, nah. Mm-hmm. What would you want in that situation? Uh, honesty, honestly. You would you would prefer the uh, I don't think so? Well, it's kind of an odd. 
I would, I would like some explanation of that. Like, what do you mean you don't think so? Have you not thought about it? Have is it like? And I think she well, she exp- does explain she, it later. And she kind of explains right that she she has a hard time seeing him as anything other than. Right, she's basically like, I don't know if it's attraction or if it's just that yeah. I missed him. Yeah, that's what I would want that that kind of that kind of insight. Yeah, that I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mm. like the I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> like you don't you don't think so? Yeah. Well, let's take another look at him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but but then she's like, you know, she's trying to like, um, why can't I think of the word? Console him. Mm-hmm. I guess by saying like you know I, I'm not gonna leave my life for this guy, mm-hmm. which I believe about her, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I don't like that she's like I'm not gonna miss my re- rehearsals for some dude. Yeah, I'm like I don't. It's like too dismissive. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, yeah she's trying to be you know uh, lighthearted about it, but it it does come across like oh well your rehearsals then you know. Yeah. Exactly. What well, so so if rehearsals end, it's all set, you know. <laughs> exactly, and then um, and then you know he makes a comment about the story and everything, and mm. you know your ex lover, and she's like, well, he's not my ex lover. Yeah. And I was like, but that makes it more. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, because is it, there's there's like a if what there's could a have longing. Been. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Arthur actually. This is this is this scene where they're in bed talking about this is actually a great scene for him. I uh, I was a little worried that it was going to go in a strange place with the jealousy angle, and I was like, this could turn juvenile quickly. But it's not. It's it's extremely you know valid emotional concerns he has. You know. Yeah, I liked that he was like, I have no right to feel yeah like to be angry. You know, I I was like, yeah, you really don't. I mean, you, you know, like, yeah. I I like that he says that. He um, says that, and is this the part where he's talking about how she dreams in Korean? Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, he basically is like, I wonder if, you know, basically, you know, what she says in response is kind of perfect. She goes, are, you're asking if you, Arthur Zadaransky, mm-hmm. are the answer to my parents' immigrant dream? <laughs> I, I loved that line, actually. Yeah, it kind of gets at the heart of, like, you know, you're... You know, like don't put so much on this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And but at the same time, I liked I loved a lot of his lines, too. You know, he's worried. Yeah. You dream in a language I can't understand. And is there a part of you I can never, ever get to? Because and there's a part of you that I can never get to, but he can. You know what I mean? Regardless of whether or not we have had the deeper relationship over the last 12 years. There's there's a there's an or there's a place of origin in your heart that like he only has access to. Yeah. It was it was a great scene, and I loved that everyone was so adult about it. And it wasn't, yeah. and it wasn't silly. It was it was like he's like I have some, you know, I feel this way, and I I, I acknowledge that it's not entirely right, but at the same time, we all acknowledge that it's valid to feel. You know, you can't yeah. control, you can't tell. You no, no feelings. Stop it. <laughs> Do you think you would have handled it this well? Oh or yeah. Like... You think so? Yeah, believe it or not, it's... I know I said that really definitively, but I'm not a jealous person. And well, okay, but I mean, like, collectively, I'm, do you think you and your spouse would have been able to... Yeah, I think so, because I, I also make it, a, make it a rule to be very open with my emotions. Well, that's good. I Well, I do, too, actually. Sarah is the one that's more, like, can be more closed off about yeah. it. But then, like, I always, I can see, like, every change, you know, just, like, the slight changes in the, in the way she's looking. 
mm-hmm. and I'll know that something, some, some emotion has happened. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then she just gets annoyed with me. <laughs> you know? Okay, Inspector Clouseau. Well, because you know she'll be like, and I get it too, because she, she'll, she's like, um, you know, just allow me to have my anger and let me, or whatever emotion I'm having, and let me get through mm. it. Yeah. You know, without being questioned about it, because mm. sometimes you just want, sometimes you know that your anger is unfounded, yeah. but in the moment, if you ask in the moment, it's not going to feel like it's unfounded. You know. Mm-hmm. You just need a moment to to uh, to deal with it. Yeah. So, I am not that way. I am very much. This is how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm feeling. So anyway, um. But yeah, I don't know that I would have handled it as well as he does. I, I'd like to think I would, but I think that it would have been harder for me. And so it's good for you that you would be able to. I might have preferred her reassuring him a bit more because, like you said, it comes off as a little dismissive, and it's not negative toward her. I just feel like he really needed some reassuring that, like, you know, you have access to all of the parts of my heart, you know? Well, that's the thing is, like, th- this is a, where I struggled with this conversation a little bit, is that um, everything, all the reassurances come from him mm-hmm. uh, asking for yeah. the reassurance. You know, it's like, well, but do you feel that way? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I might have liked you to bring that up on your own without my yeah. enforcing it. But You present it. I, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, like pry it out of you, you know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, it also seems like she's very articulate when she's with him, and maybe it's because it's Korean versus English, yeah. I don't know. But it seems like when she's with Arthur, it, uh, the you know, she's not able to articulate her... I mean, she says this beautiful turn of phrase where we're two, two trees planted in the same place and we need our mm-hmm. room for our roots to grow and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I mean, that's beautiful. Um, beautiful imagery in a in a sentence, right? But mm-hmm. um, but with him, it's just very like, yeah, no, I like you. Yeah. For sure. That's, Things are that's good. A, that's a great point. And it's funny because she, if you asked her, she would probably say she's more comfortable in English than Korean. Right. Um, and like which she's is, right. Which is why I would say that, you know, it's I, if I was him, I would feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. It must feel kind of weird. There's something about, you know, there's some... You can express your deepest emotions in Korean better than you can in English, and I have no access to that, like we like we talked about. And she writes in English, I presume. Her plays are in English, I, I would guess. I don't right. think they're putting on Korean language plays just all that frequently. I mean, maybe they are, but <laughs> that's an interesting comment about her writing, maybe. Maybe just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I It is really interesting, and I don't know that it actually says anything so much as it's just the complexity of the human condition. Well, either way, I really strongly felt his insecurity. Here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's very and real. It was valid and real and also, you know, I could I understood his like being embarrassed about it too. Yeah. Me too. I I that was spot on, I thought. It absolutely was. Um, we can move on from this scene. I know we've talked about it for a while. I know. So I was curious, like, when do they end up in the bar together? Because obviously yeah. that's where this we is have headed, to get, right? We have to get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he so she's gonna be with him again. Yeah, she spends a whole, like a whole other day with him. Yeah, and and then he sort of forces this like, "What award do you want now?" And she's like, yeah. "I don't know. I don't really think about it." He's like, "No, no. What award do you want?" And he's yeah. like, "So take some time to think." And she's like, "I want to win a Tony." And then he's like, "You're the same as I remember you." And I'm like, "I'm not sure you forcing her to say something like that is you is the yeah. person that you remember." So that is actually a great insight. You know, he's kind of desperate to hold on to that you know right exactly Uh, i love it 
And then, uh, and then she's, he's like, really, you want me to meet your husband? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, I know, he knows I'm coming? Yeah. And then, and this is, uh, very awkward. Super awkward. <laughs> but, and you know what? I liked it because he's, Arthur is standing there quietly and I'm like, is this going to be a fight or something? It looks like he's angry, but really what he's doing is trying to say hello in Korean. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he's sort of um, like, I think he kind of forgot there for a second and then he tries to say it. It was nice. And then he's he nice. like, he speaks Korean pretty well. Yeah. And he's like, oh, come on. You know, <laughs> I like that he understood that he speaks Korean well. I like that was yeah. also, it actually proves he does. He's actually making some progress, I think. It probably yeah. doesn't seem like progress when his wife speaks near, at least near fluently. And his in-laws speak, you know, fluently. And all of them, it was their first language. So, I mean, also, it's kind of fascinating, too, because, um, you know, he's like, so what did you do today? And mm-hmm. she's like, we went to the Statue of Liberty. And, mm-hmm. and he said, he's like, never no, I've never been. been. And she's like, we've never been there. <laughs> we've never been. You're re- we really haven't been there together. He's like, nope. <laughs> and she's like, well, if that isn't a metaphor, I don't know what is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As writers, they would recognize those things immediately. <laughs> like he even says, Arthur even says, this is a great story. Someone should write it. <laughs> I, know. I know. Which is what happened in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder if that's what her husband said. Yeah. And she's like, I will. I'll write a movie instead of a play, though. But now they're they're at the bar, finally. Mm, finally. And we're having these conversations where at first it starts out where they're all talking to each other. Yeah. But then it's just him. It's just Sung and Na Young. They, re- they really slip into Korean and sort of excluding Arthur, which which the voiceover at the beginning mentioned. Yeah. They're not even, t- they're right. not even talking to the white guy. <laughs> so here comes the first line that really tore me up. Yeah. I can tell your husband really loves you. I didn't know that liking your husband would hurt this much. I didn't know that liking him would hurt this much. Oh my god, that gave me like, yeah. I just I just got a little wave of emotion hard, over me right now. Yeah, I had a hard right time now. just getting through the sentence. So. Yeah, so touching and beautiful, and he just he loves her so much. I know, and you know she has feeling for him too, but it's just it's also not the same, and I don't know. She's just in a different spot in her life. She's in a different know? spot, yeah. I and, mean, uh, it, it might be the reverse if he had been married all this time rather than just dating this chick right. and broken up now, so. Right. And then he's, you know, he does this thing where he's like, who you are is someone who leaves. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he meant it in a mean way, but man, no. it felt heavy. It felt heavy, and I, again, like you said, he, he didn't mean it in a mean way because then he clarifies almost, for me, you're someone who leaves. For him, you're someone who stays. Yeah, he says that later, which is also mm-hmm. like, whew. This scene, but he also so... finally, it finally says he loves her. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he loved the twelve-year-old her. Yeah. you know the memory. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right, but you love her, and I'm just like, oh man, Whew, what a scene. Anyway, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, he's he's searching for the way he felt when he was twelve. Is what he's is he's doing. Yeah. Um, like when people say that they yearn for the past or whatever, often what they actually yearn for is what they felt in the past, not any actual thing about the past if they could recapture that emotion somehow um and what that's was why people do drugs that's why people do drugs you know that is, that's why i do drugs yeah. <laughs> um give me some more drugs well this is when he says to arthur you're someone who stays you're and someone who's like, yeah god damn that hit me hard too mm-hmm. and i think actually um greta lee's performance here kind of it's she, she's like I said, when she speaks Korean, she seems a bit different than when she speaks English, mm-hmm. and she get her she gets much like softer when she's talking here. And I don't know if it's like a reaction, like I don't really totally want Arthur to hear, even if you pick something up, or if it's just like a 
a sort of sadness that creeps into her tone. But um, this it's so easy for this sort of scene to be overdone and like big emotional scene where they're talking about how they love each other and there's big speeches that go for half an hour or something. But they did a great job here of just making it realistically emotional and deep, but also like this is real life. You know, this isn't some yeah, silly exactly. thing where they're declaring their love for each other. It didn't work out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she turns to him and she's like, he's talking about you. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, like, likes it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, it's funny because to me, I'm like, I would be like, well, what's he saying? Yeah, what's he saying? <laughs> Did he call me a jackass? What are you doing? Yeah. But then she, like, I don't know, goes to the bathroom or something. She's not there. And then mm-hmm. this is an, Hey Sung says, I'm sorry that we've been speaking mm-hmm. Korean. We'll stop. Mm-hmm. Which, that's really nice, too. It's really yeah. nice. That's the thing. Both of them are nice and they're both likable. And it's like you it, it, it's it, it's good because they don't make it like i wish she had ended up with Sung or uh that Sung trying to get in between the two of them no it's yeah. you, like all, you like all of them they're all decent yeah. people and you understand why she liked both of them yeah and and and, and he and he mentions you know you know about in in yun and yun and you know arthur says yes and and he says that between the two of us too we must have yeah i know some, we yeah. had some interaction in past lives as well and the whole it, that makes me imagine it being a whole web of interactions between people. You know what I mean? I know because it's really cool. I really liked it a lot. I know it's it's like the the fabric of of, of the past and the future and oh. And then and then Arthur is like, I'm really I'm glad you came mm-hmm. and that it, it was the right thing to do. I don't know if I agree entire. I, I'm not entirely sure that it was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but it was a really nice thing to him. It was from him he, to say. Absolutely, and I kind of see what he means. Like, sometimes you need to resolve these feelings, you know? Yeah, I don't know that it got resolved, but... I don't know that it got resolved either, but I can see how seeing someone and seeing that they're happy in their marriage and everything like that could resolve resolve it somewhat just because he knows now that he has to move on. But yeah, I kind that's of, true. I, I kind of agree that I'm not sure that happened, nonetheless. I have... A, I don't know about you, but, like, I've never... I've never been able to be like, well, I need to move on, so I guess I'll just do that. Like, I just... It, yeah. That doesn't work for me. It's like, okay, well, I'll just... I'll just go ahead and do it then. The hard thing that I can't do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I... I... You know, it's how I still ended up with Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, there were two times in our courtship where it was basically, like, she was like, nah, we're all done. And I was like, yeah, but we're not. Yeah, well, you don't give up, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the John version of Past Lives, they end up together. Well, I that's the thing is I think I would have been much more effusive um, mm-hmm. than he was, but I don't know, maybe not at when they're 36. I might not have been like that. Yeah, that's it's a know. different. That's the thing is a lot of time has passed at the same time. Well, anyway, they go home and then she's like I'm going to walk him to the Uber and you can tell that Arthur is sort of filled with dread at her yeah. saying that. Which yeah. I get. It's it's another great moment because He's been handling this quite well. It's sort of a bit resolved for Arthur. He had this nice moment even with he- Sung is his name? Yeah, Hae-sung. I know it's been a whole... We've been talking about it, and I watched the whole movie, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> I apologize. Still, it's like, uh-oh. You know, I'm still not loving this. Yeah, and which I wouldn't be either. If I, was I wouldn't gonna... be either. And then they walk out from right to left, as you point out. And how you sort long of have is... to make the decision, you know? Yeah. When you're the husband, like, where even if they kiss, I'm just going to... I'm just yeah. gonna let it let it go. Yeah, and was it just you, or, or were you, just me, or were you like in rapt, you know, anticipation of what, whether or not that was gonna happen? Because they're standing there ne- near each other, oh, but not that near each other. He turns towards her. He too. turns towards her, and they're like, 
there's a there's a couple of moments where they almost sway toward one another. Yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't happen. And but I, it's good though because I feel like they both knew that if they did it, there's no going back. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So I can see the temptation, especially on his part, just be like, I'm just going to do it once, and then that's that. If, right. If... I mean, they've never kissed. Yeah. But no, <clears throat> they don't because, you know, as Arthur points out, it's the right thing to do here to not. And then right. the Uber gets there. And, and, he... and this is the part where they show when they were a kid, when they he's showed... saying goodbye. Yep. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't need that. It was like, I just, I didn't want the cut. I wanted to be in there. In that in the, yeah, in the actual moment. Well, yeah. you know, I think uh, it might be a comment about how Song is always being dragged back into the past, whether he wants it to or not. Um, mm. But Maybe. nonetheless, I see what you mean. And then we get a little bit of a... Sometimes, like, these final last little bits of speeches can come off as corny. But what Song says here, I think is perfect and really nailed it for me, where he says, you know, what do you... I can't. Actually, it actually wasn't here. Let me just go back a little bit because well, there was another, another beautiful line, when I think they're walking through the park, on um, maybe his yeah. first day there, and he says, "What do you think we were to one another in past li- in our past lives? You know, to to develop this in, in yeah in for each other." Yeah, and, and says, they do a bunch of silly ones. Silly ones, like for instance, the one where she says, "One of us was a bird, and the other was the branch that they landed on." Yeah, I was like, okay, another fucking beautiful line. Congrats. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to underline that in my screenplay. Um, <laughs> like that I bought at Borders. But, um, <laughs> media play. But, um, here, he's saying, what? well, given the inyon that we've developed here, what do you think we're going to be in our next lives? Which yeah. is the first time they've talked about that. Next lives rather than past lives. And I can't remember actually exactly what she says, but, um, he says, I'll see you then. Yeah, and he says, <laughs> "Sorry, <laughs> this movie's good. Um, mm-hmm. It really gets so it. it does." But he's like, "Maybe this is the past life that we're living right now." Yeah, but it's it's interesting because he's very clearly like, <clears throat> he's 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 constantly fishing for her to say mm-hmm. how she feels about him, and she never really does. Yeah, I, I because she's like, "I don't know what what we what we would be in the next yeah. life," and he's like, "Yeah, me neither." And I'm just like, all he, all he wants to say is, all he wants to hear you say is that we would be together in the next life. Yep, but she doesn't. I know. It's heartbreaking. <sighs> heartbreaking. He pulls his, Uber pulls off and she walks back to, she makes a long, slow walk back from left, back to right, to the yeah. to Arthur who has come out to smoke on the stoop. Nobody <laughs> <Yeah>. you notice. <laughs> just to maybe glance over a couple of times. <laughs> well, how far away did they have to walk for this freaking Uber, by the way? Don't they yeah. just go to your house? I don't yeah. understand. Why didn't he give him the actual address? I have no idea. But Maybe um, because he knew he wanted to walk away with her for a little bit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, a little farther. A little farther. Maybe around this corner. <laughs> but uh, and Arthur's I like, knew I gotta when she was walking back, I was like, so she's going to finally cry again. Yeah, she does. And I'm she does. And, and then, you know. Arthur consoles her. Mm-hmm. It's just, what a good guy. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, I know it's like probably, probably her real husband in real life, so she's going to make yeah. him seem nice. But nonetheless, it was it was such the right move to make Arthur nice and kind and supportive and not like just, I'm jealous of Sung. Yeah, I know. He's a jerk. I'm going to beat him up. So that's it for the movie overview. And I'm going to need to take a second before we yeah. get into the rank. Same. <laughs> Oh, wait.
think I realized just how much this movie got me until I started talking about it with you. Jesus. Yeah, it really it really got me in the theater. I was sitting there like motherfucker. <laughs> God damn you, Celine Song. Uh, this movie I think is underappreciated by the Academy right now. Absolutely. Um, but although I do think the best thing about it is the screenplay and it got nominated. So, so that's good. That. All right, so the rank is where we rank the movie on Ted categories, story, acting, originality, film coherence, cinematography, score slash soundtrack, script structure and dialogue, character relatability, production value, and timelessness. Uh, we're ranking on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Um, first category is story, and I start for this one. I gave story a 9.5. Mm-hmm. It's a love story. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, who doesn't love a love story? I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that the love story is about the two that aren't together. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting that it's a love story about two people who had never really loved each other physically. Yeah. And I don't mean sex. I just mean, like, physically. Like, mm-hmm. they held hands. That's, like, the most they did physically together. Yeah. I think it's I think it's also a take on closure and how mm-hmm. hard it is to move on <clears throat> to move on when you don't get it. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what about you? What do you have? I mean, 100%. I also gave it a 9.5. Um, you know, it's not, you know, I feel, you know, you, you see takes on this sort of this sort of story and these sorts of emotions, but this was about as perfectly done as you can do. So, and, like, you know, it's funny because if you tell people, oh, my story that I'm writing is about a couple of people who, are, who love in the time passes, and it's like, all right, well, that sounds boring. But... <laughs> But Not um, re- yeah, at, at 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 their core, all stories are about people, and right, and this one was engaging and, and... except for strays, because <laughs> it's about dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, dogs dogs are people too. Um, <laughs> yeah, nine and a half. Uh, very uh, very excellent. Well, the next category is acting. What do you have for that one? I, I gave acting an eight and a half. Um, I thought the acting was really good. Um, just, I don't know, it might be this year, and I've just been blown away by so many performances, that yeah. very good acting is just very good and not, and this is, sounds like, it sounds like I'm insulting the, the three main leads especially, but they were all, they were all excellent, so, nothing to complain about. It's so funny, I gave it an eight and a half as well. Oh, well, we're, we're right there so far. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought the acting was really good in it, but I don't know. Yeah. There was just something about it that wasn't perfect to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was good enough to get me engaged in the characters, and that's really all I needed. So, yeah. Yeah, that's um, the thing. I don't know if, like, insanely more emotive and intense performances would have been warranted. They did a great job. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anyway, the next category is originality, and that's me. And uh, I gave it a 7.75. Oh. What's well, a love story, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is... A, which is it's just not original, but I felt like this had a pretty unique take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like the immigrants' love story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, but what I do know is that I haven't seen a love story done precisely this way, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And I, I thought it was really beautiful. So, what do you have? Well, I, well, this is the first one where we're, we're differentiating, but I gave it a seven and a half, so not by that much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you reacted to my 7.75, and I was like, oh, shit, he's going to be way higher than me. Oh, no, I reacted to it that way because he just missed mine. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I was like, so close. But, uh, no, I, I mean, absolutely, it's not 
super original, but who wants it to be? You know, yeah. I don't. I don't want them to add original. Oh, we'll make it. In, we'll make it set in the year five thousand just to make it original. And it's like, well, no. But well, but there, the you know, there's an original. I mean, if you just do a love story where it's two people who fall in love, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. that's that's not really original. But this is original. I yeah, mean, I'm sorry no. that you know, like, it's not the most original thing ever, but it's still original. No, I agree. Anyway, sorry. No, it's I I agree. So, no no need to dwell on it. All right. Well, the next category is film coherence. So, what do you have for that one? I give that a nine. Um, I thought the film coherence was fantastic. It really kept you moving along and. There were certainly no parts where I was, you know, felt like anything was out of order and confused, um, despite the fact that they were jumping ahead so much. The one thing I had in this is probably more, you know, I'll save it for script structure and dialogue. Okay. So, film coherence nine. Yeah, I gave it an eight point seven five. So we oh, just switched over. This much. <laughs> yeah, just like with originality. So we're still like exactly even though. Yeah. Um. So. There were times that I felt like it dragged a little bit or lingered mm. a little too long. I yeah. mean, this is like nitpicking. Yeah. Okay? Um, but sometimes a pretty picture isn't necessary for the story. You yeah. know what I mean? It's uh, It also played around with the time a lot. And I, so I, like, I struggled knowing how, like you said, how, how long did that montage actually last? Yeah. You know, how long was their time together? How, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know, just because they're playing around with time so much, it made it sort of like, wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um and and they they constantly referred to it as twenty years, and I don't know if they were just being like that's eh, twenty years ago, you know what I yeah. mean? But I just would think that, especially for Heisung, mm-hmm. he would be specific. Yeah, he would say twenty four years every time. Like that's in my opinion, that's what that character would be saying. Yeah, you know, he wouldn't be like, eh, twenty years is close enough. But you know, other than those like few things, I just I loved the flow. Mm-hmm. of it um it, it's fascinating to me that this love story of the husband and wife was basically covered in a short monologue yeah so yeah and i would expect really that cool. to not be fulfilling or like believable but it was somehow so yeah i know um all right well anyway so now we go on to cinematography uh and oh i guess that's me mm. i i know we're not gonna have the same score here because mm. i gave it a 9.65 Oh, okay. so I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to randomly give something a six point six five. Yeah. Well, little um, do you know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they made a lot of good choices in framing this mm-hmm. with with the uh, with the camera. I mean, they really wanted to tell a story with the camera, and I think it was really effective in doing mm-hmm. that. And while I said that that for the story, it wasn't necessary to linger on things, you know, mm-hmm. like I just said that, but I will definitely say that it was beautiful, mm-hmm. like watching the ripples in the puddle mm-hmm. yeah. um, or seeing the pond look like an oil painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very struck by the cinematography in this, but uh, anyway, yeah. what say you? Uh, same nine. Um, obviously lower, but still same. Um, they did, they did a great job of, you know, emphasizing people's uh, relationships to each other via their position in the frame. Like we talked about, um, I actually didn't know about the, the walking right to left, but I mean, I feel like, it might have even struck me just on a subconscious level, which is part of the point. Um, right. As well as the following, say, them walking around or on their little play date when they're kids, which is it's hilarious that it's a date that was set up by their mothers and their mothers were there and they called it the a date. <laughs> no, it's adorable. It's just not something that I don't think would happen here, but uh, I love it anyway. And, you know, sort of sitting in like a medium length kind of place where we're not going in 
to super close-ups on anybody's face to try to get some sort of emotional, you know, emotional take on them more sort of we're at like a human distance from them all the time, mm-hmm. which I thought yeah. was effective um, because like you're usually not right in someone's fucking face, which it can <laughs> obviously this is a perfectly valid and excellent film technique if you want to like utilize close-ups of the human face. It's just here it was very effective that they didn't and everything also was also was really beautiful and it was like, you know. I don't. I don't think it ever bored me, even if it was on. It was never on the verge of boring me, but it wouldn't have. It might have, but the point is, is that just even just visually, it was striking. So, yeah, present a beautiful, present a beautiful story and have it be visually striking, and you've already got, you've already on your way to something really good, and then add in great dialogue and writing. You know. I know. I know. Well, you don't got to tell me. <laughs> well, score score slash soundtrack is the next uh, category. What do you have? I uh, went back and forth on this one actually. Um, um, I decided to sort of average what I was going back because I was like, is it is it really quite this? But it's also not that. So I went the nine and a half. I really love the score. I actually really. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Um, I wanted to give it a ten, but I just decided not to because. I feel like 10 is reserved for the absolute best of all time, you know? And this was just extremely... Ah, fuck it. Do I want to go 10? No, let's give it a 9.75. I'm thinking... As I'm talking about it, I really, really love the score. Um, I thought it underplayed... Not underplayed, it underlined everyone's emotions perfectly and was gorgeous. And I actually played... I actually played parts of it when I got home. Like, I went on Spotify and played parts of it, so... Really? Because, Because I wanted to kind of relive the emotions. That's so fascinating because I gave it a 6.25. Oh, so this, we've differed. Yeah, because I weirdly <laughs> felt like a lot of the score in this didn't necessarily fit the tone of the scene. Okay. I actually, there was a few times where it like, it like, I was like, what's happening with the music here? Mm-hmm. You know? um, which is not really what you want. And yeah. it's not every time. It was okay. I, I, it told a story. I just, I don't know. Um, okay. It was a little bit distracting, but. I don't know. I was actually thinking maybe I should have a lower score, but they played <laughs> Leonard Cohen in the beginning, so that makes up for a bit. But uh, I don't know. Now I'm like, I guess I should listen to it. No, it's it's fun because I like it because it's like just I think music particularly can just affect different people different ways, you know? Yeah, I feel bad though, you know. No, no, <laughs> I I, just, I, don't, I, appre- I really I, liked this movie, so I yeah. like, I don't want to give it shitty rankings if I just am completely wrong and I'm certainly no expert on music so yeah me neither so but anyway what were you gonna say I'm sorry no it's okay I actually I really like it as like a nice comment on the fact that this can come across differently depending you know like yeah let's just let's just move on you know what it was is that a lot of times the music felt whimsical to me while mm-hmm. I was watching it feeling you know not whimsical <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to, so I got, then I was like, I don't like this change you're trying to put on me. I can actually, I appreciate that. Well, anyway, the next category is script structure and dialogue, and I give that a 10. Ooh, okay. I thought the dialogue was wonderful. Uh, I really enjoyed the way they built in the pregnant, awkward pauses that felt real mm-hmm. uh, in terms of structure. Yeah. And I'm actually trying to think of anything I didn't like. I, I was like actively like, what didn't I like to make this mm-hmm. not a 10? I couldn't think of anything. Uh, but I, I, I was really curious cause I was thinking like, well, maybe Zach will present things that I missed and, uh, you know, might change this. 
Because like, well, I'm, pres- I'm a sucker for love stories. But anyway, well, go ahead. I mean, yeah. But um, I give it a 9.85 because oh, there you basically go. one thing that didn't quite work for me. And that's just I wanted to spend a little bit more time with the two of them at before the 12-year jumps. Um, and it's just such a small thing. It was it it was a little bit hard for me to get into this idea that they meant so much to each other because we just didn't see enough of them with each other. Mm, I can and see that actually. This this goes back to like the me not knowing how long it they they talked on Skype for, and I don't mean each individual session. I mean how long was this good? Like because if they had displayed that that was like a year, it made me feel like it was a long time of every day, every other day they're on on with each other. That's something that would really cause them to feel close. And I get that they spent a lot of... they, well, sort they of give say, a little bit of a timeline because she's like, this summer I'm going to be yeah. doing this. Yeah, no, I get that. I just wanna... That is further along in the in the thing. But anyway, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I just wanted more time physically us with them, um, like more screen time. Because it felt like, all right, well, this is a montage almost, and it's, I don't want to say a little bit lazy, but it's like I'm not getting the full feeling of how of how long this is, just... And I get that they probably this is boring. You don't want to watch people talking to each other on a screen, right? Yeah. But but maybe some more stuff like where he's on his phone and he's going to the top of that you know uh, tr- you know tram system or whatever it is. Yeah. And like I feel like you would do that with someone you've been talking to a lot. And I don't I just didn't quite feel that they had been talking for that long at that point. And I know they sort of say that they spent a lot of time together when they were kids. But I wanted to see more time that they spent together as kids. So maybe just... You could have even had, like, a moment where you had just one other actor in there where mm-hmm. she's, like, kind of rushing to her room. Mm-hmm. And and this person says, like, oh, you know, morning and night. Every morning, every night, right? Mm-hmm. Or something, you know, just to let yeah. you know, like, yeah, they're talking every day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's just my one minor thing. Because I really wanted to feel that they were closer than I was quite getting the impression of. And that's just 9.85. You know what I mean? It's so minor. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it my is. only my only one thing. So, well, and I'll also, you, yeah. You made me feel better about my score. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I want to point out the dialogue is, like, perfect. I wouldn't change a line of dialogue. Oh, my gosh. The dialogue is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not just would I not change it, but um, had some of the best, some of the best phrased and spoken dialogue i've seen in a minute so and i mean this 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 year has some good dialogue on top well, of being j- good movies you just made me think to look at it and uh this is the highest ranked strips script structure script structure and dialogue that you've done for any movie yeah i i buy it um yeah i do too i was i was amazing it was really incredible mm-hmm I would actually love this for. I think I would love it to win. You know, I hope it does. That's why I've I've been thinking that since I've watched it is like it needs. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but it Mm -hmm. it could win Best Original Screenplay, and I I think it should. Yeah, that would be a Um, great comment on how how excellent it is. Yeah. All right. Well, so the next category is character relatability. So, what do you have for that? Ten. Yep. (laughs) That's it. I'm not even gonna (laughs) not even gonna go on. Just. It's basically a character study of two characters and maybe mm-hmm. one more, right? Yeah. It, like, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, holy shit, this movie, like, spent the entire time with basically just mostly two people, sometimes three. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
Yeah, you get you get very little of the parents and virtually none of the sister. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a little bit of the friends of his friends. Yeah, that's true. But you know, Arthur's role also is really short, mm-hmm. but surprisingly carried a lot of weight. Oh yeah, it was impactful. Yeah, and we were able to align with his feelings quickly. I just I thought it was all wonderfully done. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a ten for me. Also. Okay, I was gonna say you didn't give it you didn't give your score, but I assume it's a ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, the next category is production value, and I gave that a nine point seven five. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how you get much better than this on the budget they had. Um, I thought it was really well done. I don't really know what else to say about it, but I was impressed by this movie. So, what about you? No, I'll I'll, I'll echo everything you said. Nine and a half. Um, yeah, like it's the sort of thing. There's nothing in there that's like you know, visually like this is stunningly impressive with the production. But like it's it's just a story about people, you know. So yeah. So I, they did uh, they did they did everything they had to do pretty much perfectly. So it's hard to. It's hard to knock them just because there isn't, like, this isn't, you know, a war movie where there's all special effects and shit. Well, so let's go on to the final category, which, thank goodness, you're doing first. Timelessness. What do you have? Yeah, I kind of averaged it for what I was thinking and gave it a seven and a half, just because it's the sort of movie that people who really like movies might like, oh, yeah, that was a really good movie, let's watch that, but I'm not sure that it's the sort of thing that is going to enter the cultural consciousness where people are going to go, that was and talk about it years in, in the future. Hopefully years in the future, people who enjoy this sort of movie will be like, that was really great, I loved that movie, but at the same time, it's not like, you know. I think if it had come out in 2021 or 2020, that it's mm-hmm. like a best picture. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I gave it a, I gave it a six and a half. Um, okay. It's an aspirational six and a half. So I th- yeah. think probably the same way yours is uh, mm-hmm. at seven yeah. and a half. I feel like I, I guess my hope is that it'll reach cult status, you know? Um, yeah. It's definitely not going to win Best Picture, uh, and not because it's not deserving, but when you only get one other nomination, it usually means that you're not going to win the big prize, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, easy to, it's easy to forget about and fall by the right. wayside. And the, the logical side of me wants to go lower, you know? Mm-hmm. But the emotional side of me thinks it should be higher to convince people that they should see it. So. Yeah, exactly. Actually, same thing. Um, hopefully people catch this at home or something and are as affected about it as we are. And It was remember really it. gorgeous. What a, mm-hmm. wonder, what a wonderful movie this was. I, am, I, I walked into the theater going, I'm glad they still make movies like this. And by still, I just mean I feel like character dramas go, up, go through ups and downs where people don't really, you know, this, you know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So I'll stop. I'll stop stumbling. But uh, yeah, no, I, I was, I, I'm so happy they make movies like this, and um, it's such a beautiful experience. So go, 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 watch it, you dumb listeners. <laughs> Our or listeners, like, listeners. excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Well, go watch it. You have not past lives watching listeners. Well, that's the rank. It ended up at a 176.75. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, it is not, you know, as high as Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, or Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, or Poor Things, actually. Which just goes to show what the fuck kind of year we had. Which yeah. is just crazy. The fifth um, best movie out of ten. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, uh, it is right below Mad Max Fury Road and above Sideways. Um, really? It's an interesting spot to hold. I Below know. Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. <laughs> and above Sideways. Sideways, all right. So, which is a much more similar movie to Sideways. It is. And, you know, it's only 0. 0.6 behind Mad Max. So, um, 
anyway. your tail, Mad Max. And this movie had no cars, despite, you know. Well, it had an Uber at the end. It had an Uber at the end. Mad Max Fury, Mad Max Fury Uber. Which, by the way, <laughs> did you notice that at the end, she's, she's, he's going left to right in the car? Huh. Oh, yeah. Credits. I did notice that, actually. So going over it, her bridges. I, to me, I was like, oh, so she's showing. I guess she's saying that he's moving on. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the case. I hope he gets to have a happy life. I um, hope so, too, because he's a nice person. <laughs> and yeah. works hard, apparently. By the way, I just thought of a spinoff where Mad Max starts working as an Uber. <laughs> That's a great spinoff. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com. Join us uh, next week when we're going to be ranking Maestro and and the Zone of Interest. So we'll have mm. two next week. Um, and then and next week, actually, is going to be the, the last week before... Um, the, the big show before the telecast before yeah before the Oscars so we're, also be on the lookout for a special episode where we're gonna give you our predictions for the Oscars and you know how right we always are so exactly um, but yeah thanks again for for listening and uh, yeah we'll find out which one should win that that coveted best picture Oscar goodbye and I hope you join us next week to add another layer of it. Because of all the uh, Emma Stone movies, right? No. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Well, <laughs> everyone has their favorite. Yep, she's a pussy girl. <laughs>